that ends my notes on Fight Club. Literally, I just had plane crash YouTube thoughts. Did you even watch the movie past that scene? Yeah, he's trying to listen to Flight Club. He was just like, nah. <laughs> Flight Club! Flight Club. Comedy. And welcome back to the big room. Uh, this week's movie we watched was Flight Club. Uh, none of it. Wait, Carl, had you seen Fight Club? I had seen it, yeah. Uh, Nick, had you seen it? I had All right, not. so the three of us had not seen Fight Club. Um, we're tired. It's the morning. It is the morning. Because we had um, technical difficulties on actual record day, so we couldn't record. So, you know, a little, that's how it be. A little behind the scenes. Uh, so straight away, uh, if you haven't seen Fight Club before, and want to enjoy it at all basically i don't uh, maybe that's extreme uh shut this off <laughs> and then go watch fight club and come back because spoilers will ruin this movie uh yeah you will not experience the same movie that you should experience uh, i guess maybe to a greater degree than other films i would say i would argue mm -hmm. um if you are spoiled. So if you have any interest in seeing Fight Club, turn this off and then watch Fight Club and then please turn this back on. <laughs> so there's your warning. Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Do what? It's an end resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's your warning. Um this is a movie that like spoilers matter a lot. Um more so than other films. So um let's start with expectations because good lord, we're mine different than what we watched. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, so Finger different. Here, yeah. I'll start off for once. Instead of passing the baton, I'm going to hold the baton like a selfish runner that just does the whole race himself. <laughs> um, I expected this to be a movie about a fight club <laughs> more to yep. a degree. So what I thought the movie would be would be like, you know, Tyler Durden and uh, who I guess we're, we'll call the narrator. I thought they would like just run an actual underground fighting ring, which they do, right? But I thought that would be the whole movie. So I thought the whole movie would be them like running this fighting ring and then like the conflict would be like trying to stay away from the feds or something like that, you know? Yeah, I would agree. So like running a literal underground like UFC yeah, like but unsanctioned. Betting kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and gambling. That's what I thought this movie was going to be. Um, it was not that at all yeah <laughs> so and when it very quickly started to not be that which we're kind of on the adventure with the narrator at that point in the film i was like what is happening there's still an hour of movie left and we're taking a real big left turn um, <laughs> and that turn never yeah. stopped going left until the credits rolled yeah it yeah. just kept going <laughs> so um what a wild movie not what i expected at all um and i'm so, so glad you hadn't heard like any lore about this movie or anything no, going into it no okay wow no uh, i didn't know what the soap meant you know in the like the movie posters or <laughs> no, whatever I was really confused <laughs> yeah, there's a lot the of rich poster. symbolism in this movie yeah yeah and then like i guess no i was totally blind and normally for movies like you know this was the case for oh man what was the movie i don't remember but it's the case for godfather um, some of the other movies we've watched, I would have looked up the plot. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Mm. That's what I was trying to think of. Um, 
I, I, I would have looked up the plot on Wikipedia and read through it just so I kind of understood when people were talking about it or like, you know, if a movie was referenced in another thing I'm watching, I would go read about it. I had not done that for Fight Club. So I was like genuinely blind. Good thing. And I yes. was really thankful because, yeah, I would have been what, a What totally... made you not do that? I don't know. I just didn't. I, I guess like, huh. um, I guess the thing in pop culture that people reference or in the common lexicon that people reference about Fight Club is don't talk about the Fight Club. And I was like, oh, they probably formed the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was enough for me to not like, oh, that must be an underground fighting ring that they don't want the cops to catch on to or something like that. Right. Not, you know. Uh, not no we're like a, a terrorist ring. Yeah, not like <laughs> yeah. this huge. I don't know. It just hadn't been talked about to me. So I never felt the need to look it up, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Nick, what'd you, what, what were you thinking going in? Man, I was the same where I knew nothing about it, expected exactly what you just said, just a Fight Club movie about some dudes who start a Fight Club. I thought, and he still was, but I thought Brad Pitt was like the main character. Like yeah. I looked it up right before I watched it and saw Edward Norton, who plays the narrator, and I was like, oh, that guy's in it. Yeah, And I, it turns out he's like the guy in it. Yeah, I didn't expect uh, that either. <laughs> so yeah, I knew knew nothing, expected, again, exactly what you just said. Um, I liked it a lot. I thought it was kind of fun coming off Citizen Kane. Yeah. Because in a weird way, they're kind of similar in the sense that like they're telling a bigger story or there's a bigger picture outside Ooh. of yeah, the I get of that. movie, like yeah. more of a commentary on society kind of thing. Right. Um, I don't know that I liked in that sense. I don't know that I liked it more than Citizen Kane. Well, Citizen Kane, uh, but it's weird. Perfect, it's weird to compare the two. Though it was a perfect movie um, for you too. That's true. It was your first five star rating. Um, um, outside of the bigger picture stuff, though, I, I really liked it. I, um, I thought I had nailed the twist, mm-hmm. like from the beginning. Oh, I'm interested in because in, so in I went in knowing there was a twist. That's oh, all I knew. that's okay. Yeah, so you had been minorly so right spoiled. out of the gate. I was like, "This is what's going to happen," and I just nailed it. Like, and we can talk about it, but yeah, I thought I knew the twist, and then I didn't, and then I started understanding that I was wrong, and then like the ride of realizing I was wrong on what I thought, and then realizing what was happening. It was it was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh what about you, Daniel? Um, I mean same as both of you guys. Like okay. I expected pretty much exactly what you like said. Like a fight ring. Maybe. Yeah. Like I expected like the main conflict was gonna be like running from the cops. Um, you know, maybe somebody died in the fight club, so then it brought on a lot of heat, like from that angle. Yep. Um <laughs> And I also, like, I hadn't really heard anything other than the whole, like, don't talk about Fight Club. And I just, again, assumed, Took like... Took it at face value kind yeah, of Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. because, so you know, <laughs> beating the crap out of each other is probably not something you should do for funsies. Right. So, um, but, I mean, outside of, like, the plot differences, it was kind of, you know, it was expected to be gritty, you know, more of, like, a, a guy movie. Um, so from that angle, it was kind of like what I expected, but yeah. it did go a lot deeper then. Sure. So, so Carl, yeah. how many times had you seen before this? Yeah. Just once I'd seen it just either once. like as a senior in high school or a freshman in college. And I'd seen it with like a buddy and, um, yeah, I didn't know what, what going into it, but, uh, 
going like I will say like knowing like after you have seen it once and you watch it again knowing the twist you get to really it's 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 almost more fun because you get to see the subtle hints they drop throughout the movie which are a lot like it's almost it's almost obvious when you watch it now you're like how did I miss this okay but yeah. when you watch it again yeah it's like you get it's like man this is so well done um so do you and it's like uh wait do what do you remember like how was the twist for you the first time i was like what i was shocked <laughs> this was like i i don't think i'd seen a twist in a movie like this except for you know luke i am your father i was like what right, it was right. like you know so i hadn't really mm -hmm. seen anything like in a movie like that Did you and see it you in know the theater? it's uh no, I saw it just uh, oh. like late night at a friend's house, like at like midnight, and I think oh. I was the only one awake left. And I was just still like gripped by the movie, and I was gotcha. just like watching. But I had yeah. that experience with Aliens, I think. Ooh, ooh. Um, where I was watching Never it with a friend, a bunch one. of his roommates, and he had seen it a million times, and uh, uh, it was just him and I up, and I was like glued to the TV because Aliens yeah. is great. Um, so the second time, you said more stuff stood out to you. Um, well, you start to notice, like, you know, in the when he's talking about uh, the well, narrators, like, sh should, should we talk about the twist first? Yeah, in let's case, go ahead and, and you know, talk in case about for the twist. some weird reason. Someone is watching this and doesn't know the twist. Yeah. But so, still wants to be spoiled. <laughs> and still wants to be spoiled. So I mean, that's your, Cameron. Here's your last. Cameron I'll, loves being spoiled. Although, you know, there's a twist now. Here's your last warning to turn the podcast off if you care at all. <laughs> about watching this movie <laughs> yeah. and experiencing it somewhat correctly. Yep. Um, the twist is is that the, the Brad Pitt version of Tyler Durden's character um, doesn't actually exist. It's just like the duality of the narrator. <laughs> and he's yeah. got like some multiple personality thing going on. Maybe, Carl, kind of maybe, you, can yeah, maybe you can explain it better than I can because yeah. you've seen it multiple times. I think that's. I think you nailed it. It's just he's uh, he's not happy with his life. And in order to cope with that, he created a personality, uh, a new person that would be able to do like um, what he wanted to do. He was capable. You know, he looked the way he wanted to look. He fucked the way he wanted to fuck. He listed all those yeah. things. And yeah. he just created this like escapist reality. But then that reality, you know, that Tyler Durden character that Brad Pitt plays kind of becomes its own person and starts to do things that our narrator isn't aware of. And he's there's this battle, this psychological battle going on to kind of uh, be the host person, yeah. I guess. Um, well, and they don't... Yeah, really bizarre movie. They don't so really good. intersect until... Um, like that last act, I guess. Yeah, I, until mm -hmm. it, like the fight club gets blown out of proportion and turns yeah. into a terrorist organization project mayhem project mayhem and then we get like that's that's when the narrator and tyler durden be begin to in a weird way like intersect harder than ever before but also move together it, it's very interesting um yeah. i thought one of the things that when that twist happened and and then after the movie ended one of my first thoughts was like man until like the the parking garage fight mm -hmm. and when he shoots himself in the head again spoilers well this whole podcast is about spoilers from here on out so whatever well until he like shoots himself in the head and gets rid of the brad pitt version th that last scene is really the only scene that we can trust as what actually happened in the whole movie in a way because like the narrator doesn't know what's going on really until he realizes it in the third mm -hmm. act late in the third act so it's like mm -hmm. all of the because we're experiencing the whole first 
part, like the whole first three quarters of the movie as if there are two people, but there's not. So it's like, we can't, we even have that flashback sequence where it shows, uh, Edward Norton punching himself in the face outside of the bar while the people gather. (laughs) And it's not, you know, and we have those cuts where it's like, Oh wait, that was me in this scene and this scene. And I was alone here and here. And it's like, wow, we can't, whatever we've watched in the first three quarters of this movie isn't actually what happened at all. We only know for sure like we know that everything happens obviously but we don't know how accurately it happens until the end of the movie which is interesting. Yeah. Right. I think the beginning which can is, still be kind of tracked as that's, reality because we don't really meet Brad Pitt until that airplane until the, scene and the I think that's when he scene. What yeah. did he call yeah, the from when Brad Pitt's alive to when he's dead. Right. That's right. when we're That's what we can't trust or can't take as the events that actually happened as they happened. Yeah, they're a little warped which the one thing that confuses me for that that i keep thinking about is well there's a couple scenes where i'm like man how did these people not realize and Mm -hmm. it's the when meatloaf's character uh robert paulson uh his name was robert paulson his name is robert (laughs) bob bob when bob meets the narrator on the street and is like i'm in that club too or whatever i'm like how do you not know Uh, like he's he's there the whole time think about that i didn't think about that. Well, he went on know. a different day so okay. i'm starting to think right. that like but and then at what? that point tyler well, that, or the oh, go ahead sorry i was gonna say the other day isn't that when the narrator thought tyler was there so the narrator would have been there which is still him but i still think still it, started, it started to have a life of its own i think it started to kind of like people were talking about it like that's true like, so it started to kind of form its own thing and then at some well, point yeah, by the end of the like, movie there's there's five clubs all over the nation so i guess he doesn't have to be there yeah I think he sets them up, and I think he kind of lets somebody else be the point man. Like, he's, he was talking about, yeah. at some point, he walked through the background. The leader, he said, walked through the background and let the people that were fighting be the only people that were important. So I think at some point he kind of stepped, like, took gotcha. a step back and remained anonymous. But, yeah, maybe was, a little bit of a plot hole, but... Well, there was uh, another scene that after I finished the movie, thinking back, I was like, man, that had to be weird. In reality, it was when Bob was standing on the porch trying to like make his way and prove that he could join project mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Oh yeah. He tells him to leave. Where, like, where Tyler old, and the narrator both are on the porch, like screaming in these dudes face, like get out of here. You're not enough, whatever. And like, if they stand there and they stay, then they're accepted in. And Tyler comes out and yells at Bob's like, you're too fat. You don't belong. Get out of here. And then Bob mm. walks away. And then the narrator runs after him and like explains to him what's happening and tells him to come back on the porch. <laughs> but from Bob's perspective, yeah. that was just the same guy like, yeah. telling him to leave and then running after him. I guess in a way, <laughs> though, my mind. that's cult leaders, right? Like they're crazy. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You don't follow like no cult, like, you know, drink the Kool-Aid, literally cult leader is a normal guy. They get yeah, a following because yeah, they're not nuts. traditional yeah. charisma. Well, and it's... their followers aren't exactly normal people either right no, you gotta have some issues yeah. to be like you know this cult sounds great i'd I liked, love to yeah i'd love to yeah and it's not like the people didn't know he was split he was like i am tyler durden like you you said you would say that they knew about his that personality cool. difference you said you would so, say that too like yeah. yeah you definitely said you would say that <laughs> he's like oh god maybe the character of tyler told the members more about what was going on whenever the narrator wasn't present 
I don't know if it's that or just that it was such an opposite personality that they just picked up on it. But you know, he, yeah, it's hard, not really clear. But um, yeah, uh, it's, didn't it's, really throw a wrench in my view of it or anything. Right? Like that. No, no. I I feel like I followed it well enough. It's just like the 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 questions that I have in regards to like the the duality of Tyler Durden. Uh, name of a book about this movie. Let's write. Let's write it. The duality of Tyler Durden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I lost my train of thought now. Oh, the questions are just more fun to ponder than like movie breaking. Yes, yeah. you know, it'd be cool to mm. see like somebody make a fan film that's just their impression of seeing him like try to split and be the different two different people. It's just like, what is? It'd be so funny to see that kind of reality. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a fun perspective to show in the film. Like, yeah. have a scene where it's clear, like a flashback scene where it's clearly him doing the two opposites right back to back. Yeah, and people just being into it. <laughs> like okay cool um i lo- i really later i did like Do you bro i did like the um one of the my only notes that i had that i'm trying to find i like the narration um, yes love the narration and i, I guess like and I, I well a lot of movies are based off of books but um i guess like being based off a book really helps when you have like they could have just taken pages right out and just read them essentially yeah i was surprised at how much setup there was like I mean, what? It was maybe 30 minutes of like my Ikea furniture and my sad job and my sad life and my sad this and just all of those things. I was like, wow, this is a lot of laying the groundwork for how much you hate society. But he likes consumerism, but hates it. It's an interesting. And that's that's the scene in particular or that like getting to know the narrator with the furniture and we're going through his mm-hmm. apartment. No, I saw the yin yang table in a catalog and I had to have it. That, mm-hmm. that group of scenes was the, the, that and the, the airplane scenes and really all the narration. But those, those two stick out to me as, ah, oh, this feels like it's right out of a book. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it feels ripped mm-hmm. right. Like they took a page right out and just taped it onto a script. Yeah, the and way it was read. Well, they, uh, they basically did. I read that the, oh. the book came out in 96 1996 and it was announced that there was going to be a movie in 97 wow oh, wow so quick turn so they were like this is a good book let's just make a movie interesting huh good for that author yeah so but yeah, that, the author didn't the, like the movie though oh did he not really she? i don't know they he or she, she i think she i'm not sure though Ooh. i don't know i don't know um, um but to daniel's sure. point Going into it not knowing really what the movie was about, it did feel slow with all that setup at the beginning. But now knowing where it ended up and like yeah. the overall theme of the yeah. movie, it was it seems it ramps up really quick from there too. It but does. it definitely it's got to have that establishing uh, background. I really liked yeah. and didn't like at the same time the plane scene because um, he's talking about what did he call them single serve friends? Yeah, I oh, thought yeah. that was pretty profound. That 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 line. Mm-hmm. Is the one line I keep thinking about is the single serve friends thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a yeah. kind of psychotic mm-hmm. perspective, but I really enjoy thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess it's what like does that say there's a lot of little you? lines like that know. that are really what? really good, like that. Maybe I'm too dumb, but what what exactly do you think he meant by that? Well, he just means like in the way that you get like you know your peanuts on a plane. Like he's here to enjoy these people on this flight only. And mm. then they don't 
and then he's out. really exist or matter to yeah. him beyond that point. It's it's a really consumerist way of looking at people. It's like this is a, I'm going to digest this little bit of this person. I'm going to brush my teeth with this tiny toothbrush, and then it's just like about the commercialism of everything that he's yeah. surrounded by. It's like everything's made for these one little tiny situations. Yeah. A little individually wrapped mm-hmm. packaging yeah. of everything. The individually wrapped Q-tip. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a waste. It's like the toothbrush things like a good way like you know the hotel toothbrush that you only use there because yours is at home and then you throw it away that's that's how mm-hmm. i was using these using in quotes these so people. disposable wasteful. culture you like yeah and the, and the, but here's what i hated was that mm-hmm. fake plane crash scene where he's talking about oh, how yeah. you know he, really he's uh you would pray for a crash he's playing for a crash and then we get to see the plan i hate that stuff and i hate it but i also love it in a way because I'm just out of a phase of what I like to call plane crash YouTube. Um, where there are I'm just a couple, dipping my toes into it because of you. Yeah, there are a couple no, of YouTube channels. Away. There's a couple of YouTube channels I follow. I don't remember what they are called. And I don't want to look it up because then the algorithm will put me right back in plane crash YouTube. <laughs> and I just got out. But they are like in... There's two video games, Plane X and then the newest Microsoft Flight Sim. Um where they will using like flight data from like I don't black know black box audio black well they they will use black box audio but they also mm-hmm. have like the flight paths and everything obviously because that stuff is all in record and then from plash and crash investigations they can see like okay this happened at exactly this time and then that led to this and then this is what went wrong and they just simulate that in the plane sims oh like on PC. And they'll just take you through, like, literally in the cockpit. The co-pilot accidentally hit this thing. And then that, 10 minutes later, caused this to happen. And then here's exactly how the plane crashed. And here's the freaking control tower audio. And it's just <laughs> not. Never As again. someone who's supposed yeah. to be on a plane in now four days, I was like, I don't want to think about plane crashes. I already, but here I am. I already hate <laughs> flying. I'm very much with Obi-Wan. Flying is for to... droids. Uh, yeah but whenever i'm in plane crash youtube it's just oh god it's just the worst but it's also super interesting um there's one that sticks out where it's like this russian flight and they let like kids in the cockpit or whatever Uh, it was like their kids uh, and they're like oh autopilot's on here they can play with the yoke and so they let one of the kids sit and like touch the yoke or whatever but the kid turned it too far and it disengaged the autopilot and they didn't understand that until they were upside down careening into the ocean how do you not feel uh, it so how do you not notice like oh well I, so it was I'm nighttime now. well it was nighttime so they had no orientation by the time they realized it it was unrecoverable well, you be like yeah but upside G, down g-force and stuff like they were nosing down and like at an angle but then oh, okay, it just over it just happened and then they're upside yeah, like down. at some point it just feels like moving it's hard to kind of yep no yep. that's wild upside down yeah. in the black sea killed a whole bunch of people because he let his idiot son touch the yoke so Man, well i guess crazy. he was the idiot but I mean, that one that one had real in cockpit audio that was oh my god no oh my god so you know plane crash youtube you gotta, everybody um, don't go there you're in a nosedive you gotta pull up man get out of there <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> yeah i'd have so many nightmares oh. if i watch that stuff and the other thing that i learned from plane crash youtube <laughs> is that the <laughs> oxygen mask makes you high speech is bullshit. Oh, That's yeah. not real. Aww. That's not how that works. Oxygen doesn't make you high. They And then they talked about like the bracing maneuver being made to, or they implied that it was made to kill you. That's also false. Um, so everything that Tyler Durden said about planes in a negative I did hear that pure oxygen wrong. does make you like euphoric, though. Like, it lighter. can, but It not, like wakes you up. Yeah, but it's, it's like not a, like, ooh. that's not why they do it. No. 
And they literally do it because like, you know, some of the things will be a loss of cabin pressure and then you can't breathe. So you need oxygen or, you know, so to avoid say. to avoid like <laughs> hypoxia in the event of which is how a lot of a couple high profile plane crashes happened is when you lose that pressure in the cabin, you like within a minute lose your cognitive function because of the loss of oxygen in. So sometimes like pilots won't even have the wherewithal to put their oxygen masks on. And then there have been several instances huh. of what are called ghost flights where a plane is just autopilot flying, but everybody in the plane is passed out from lack of oxygen. Oh my God. So they're like, Jeez. I don't, can we stop talking about the plane crashes? <laughs> I'm on a plane everywhere. in four days. So, you know, oh. there you go. Uh, Maybe if you want to be I able mean, to troubleshoot it in real time, yeah. you want to know all the no. possibilities. You're like, let no. me think. Is my oxygen oh, mask God. down? Am I ghost piloting right now? Well, you'd, Are you we upside down? You wouldn't know. You wouldn't fair. know. You're right. I'd be yeah. passed out. You'd be so. passed out until the plane just runs out of gas and it would crashes be, into a mountain. It would be my time to go. It's a good time. They right, scramble this, fighters. This a, I wouldn't have to anyway, worry about retirement. Awesome wouldn't have to go to work anymore. So plane crash YouTube. I can't recommend it. But it's interesting. <laughs> it's it's there. <laughs> oh, we, we found the clip. Spoiler. It's we there, the clip. It's there oh, for you. Yeah. Plane crash YouTube. The, the best tangent. We've the been coldest on. embrace uh, to research at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> it's either that for me or like diving through nine eleven Wikipedia. Oh my god, that's a fun time Which too. Also, a plane also crash. plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I got into it the first time. Actually, it was nine eleven Wikipedia. Um. Yeah, I can't recommend yeah. it, but it's a good time sometimes. Uh, that ends my notes anyway. on Fight Club. Literally, I just had Plane Crash YouTube thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Did you even watch the movie Pass That Scene? Yeah, he's trying to listen to Flight Club. He was just like, nah. <laughs> he Club. saw the <laughs> 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 Flight Club. Comedy. Comedy. Oh, oh, God. God bless. So Cinema. Yeah. Um. Let me think. The Airplane Etiquette, I liked that. The apartment thing, I feel like I knew, well, of course we knew that that was Tyler the whole time, right? right. Yeah. So yeah. here's, so my theory going in, in my twist, that as soon as I mm. saw her, I was like, all right, I've nailed it. This is what's happening. I thought that Marla was not going to be real. Oh. Because she comes in to, because there's this whole montage at the beginning of the film where the narrator's going to these like support groups because they like help him feel alive and they give him a place where he can cry and be emotional and like finally feel something, even though he's not going through whatever these guys are going through. Yeah. But there's a scene where he's in like a prostate cancer uh, support. One of the, yeah. He visits Marla, a bunch of support Marla walks groups. into that. Yeah. Which I guess women could be there. But the second she walked in, I was like, why would she be here? There's no way she's real. So gotcha. right off the bat, I was like, I nailed it. She's not real. Yeah. That's going to be the twist. So, so you're close. Half of the movie. Half of the movie, I was like, okay. That's so funny. She's not real, so how is this playing out? Like, that was in the back of my head. I love that. And then I slowly started to realize she has to be real because of X, Y, and Z that's happening. Yeah. Like, other people are interacting, but... I really like that theory, though. Like, yeah, as soon as you said yeah. that, I was like, maybe she wasn't. Maybe she was another <laughs> form of psychosis. But I was like, well, they brought her in physically. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah. maybe she is real. But yeah, that and would have been really scene, wild. There was a scene where she's across the road from the narrator. And mm -hmm. they're, like, staring at each other. And a bus goes by. And the, the scene cuts right at the end of the bus. But I, I thought they were going to do it to where the bus went by. And, and she, she was gone. That classic, mm -hmm. yeah. And it was, like, so close to being that. I was like, this has to be intentional. Yeah. And maybe it was to like throw you off. Yeah. 
I kind of thought yeah, that was the first like, half of the movie. But she does cross traffic with no problem either. And then when he tries to, he's like, whoa, whoa, and cars yeah, are yeah, coming. Yeah. So it's like a ghost could have walked through there. There are theories an imaginary out there that, character. She, that she wasn't real. But really? Do any of them hold water? I think they're, they're busted, no. Mm. Myth I don't busted. Think they hold up. Yeah. Myth busted. Myth busted. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, like, Nick, I kind of thought she was going to be, <clears throat> like, not necessarily not real, but, like, before we knew that Tyler Brad Pitt wasn't real, I thought, like, she was, like, in cahoots with Tyler and was, like, mm. helped him blow up the apartment or, you know, was involved in, like, some of the other, like, underground, like, fighting ring stuff. So I kind of thought that she was going to be mm. more of a key player. That's interesting. So um, you thought she was, like, a bad actor. Yeah. But... And, like, that's why she showed up at the, like, support groups to mess with them. I thought she was kind of be one of the ones that was going to pull him into the, like, dark. Which is hilarious mm -hmm. because she ends up being, like, the foundation of sanity at the end of the film. Yeah. Oh, romance. Um, and even before that, like, you know, we had, a like, a like a Groundhog Day diner situation where he, like, sits her down yeah. and he's like, you know... Um, all this is happening and blah blah blah. And she's like, "You're crazy," and he has you to get her on the bus medical. and stuff. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like I don't care. Just take the money. Just do the worst the thing money. that ever happened. You'll to never me. see me again. Doors closed. Oh, um, I really, I don't know, man. I, 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 I think I liked the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's bleak. So, like, it is you, bleak. It's, it's entertaining. It's it's bleak. It's witty. It's you know a little gritty, dark. Uh, subversive uh, it does a lot of things really well but yeah it's one of those hard to watch movies like when he's doing the chemical burn I'm like Ugh. there's a lot of stuff oh, I just yeah. don't, I did not there's like a lot that. of content that I'm not not like wild about like I don't like the cancer scenes because I'm like I don't want to be I don't want to think about that you know right but it's just part of the movie scenes? like the uh, support groups like that those make me oh, kind okay, of yeah, yeah. nervous or like anxious because I'm like oh that could happen to anybody you know and I'm like I don't yeah, like but we got Bob like being out of that. that right yeah it's it's worth it but it's one of those like it's an uncomfortable scene um yeah. there's a lot of them like that when he's beating a uh, angel face to a pulp oh yeah it's like it's hard to watch but it's like that it had to happen for the story so yeah. there weren't really any mcguffins in this were there it was tyler mcguffin fight club fight, fight club wasn't fight really club itself, the driving but... force no i don't think it will i don't think there really was yeah it, it, rather than using a mcguffin to move the story along they use the narration yeah so yeah, true. It shows a different plot device to it's a different drive plot the device. story. By the way, Meatloaf passed away last year, um, almost a year to the well. It was last month, but January twentieth, twenty twenty two. So shout out to Meatloaf. Bad out of Hell's a good song, um, and I couldn't name another one of his songs if my life depended on it. So, but he was cool in this movie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I didn't even know that was Meatloaf until I read about it. Yeah, it was Meatloaf. Um, like I recognized him, but I didn't realize it was Meatloaf himself. I did enjoy. Um, weirdly, and I, I really didn't like this scene as it was happening, but then as soon as it resolved, and I saw where it was going, but as soon as it resolved, I was like, ooh, that was one of my favorite scenes in the movie, was when Tyler, like Brad Pitt Tyler, right, not the narrator, um, takes the narrator, and they start doing stuff, like he starts assigning these side quests, right, to people oh, in, yeah. this is when the terrorist part was beginning, what was that called again? The, the Project Mayhem. Project Mayhem. This is like the, when the seeds of Project Mayhem are being laid and they start to expand Fight Club beyond Fight Club. And, yeah. um, you know, we see a little bit of that stuff happening, you know, kidnapping the mayor or councilman or whatever and, yeah. and threatening him. This is him. kind of where Tyler and uh, the narrator kind of have a split. Exactly. Like, uh, he starts to feel left out 
um, from his own project. And right. uh, the Marla thing didn't help. Like once Jack or uh, Tyler and Marla were a thing, that kind of threw a wedge too. But this was like the deciding factor that really kind of put some uh, distance between and them I a think, little bit. I think that's what kind of set him off to, to like the eventual understanding of what was happening in his own head. Right. But the gas station scene. I really liked the gas oh, yeah. station scene where he, they walk in and Tyler's got a gun and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, are we going to watch Tyler shoot someone in the head right now? And then they, they take that like kid out back and he, it's really interesting that to me that he's using like attempted murder to like, <laughs> like yeah. the, the tomorrow is going to be the best day of that guy's life part. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's like, Hey, you're going to go back to college to be a veterinarian or whatever, or I'm going to find you and blow your brains out. Um, and then steals his ID as a trophy. And then we see later on that he's got There's all of these IDs on the wall. So he had been like using terror to inspire. And I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And there were never any bullets in the gun. I, I saw that coming. Uh, but I still was like, man, that's, yeah. I, I like he that means scene. I well, know. but he's not got the best, uh, you know, the most approachable technique. And we, you know, I, I can't, I don't have an example yeah. offhand, can't but argue I've, with the results. I've seen stuff like that in other movies. I don't have a, an example offhand, but never that severe. Yeah, that was, that was pretty severe. <laughs> yeah. Like the, is just that principle of like, you know, when you're closest to death, you feel the most alive or whatever. Right. Um, the word principle too is another because like, I feel like a lot of the movies we've been watching are like these lone guys that kind of do their own thing, but they have their own kind of baked in principle. Right. Like, like, like Casablanca yeah. and, and, yeah. and, Oh, Citizen Rick's. Kane even. Every yeah. episode, dude. That's a good yeah. movie. It always comes back to Casablanca. Yeah. Well, you know, and then like other movies like, uh, you know, uh, Scarface, these kind of characters. It's on the list. Uh, oh. it, uh, Taxi Driver, uh, American Psycho. That's um, not on the list. It should be though. Those are all like the That's pinnacle, deep. like, uh, you know, those literally me characters that everyone yeah. likes to <laughs> identify with. The, the Sigma male, you know. Yeah. The Walter Whites and the Peaky Blinders guys of uh Peaky Blinders pop culture. Yeah. The the Alpha Alphas, right? But yeah, like, yeah. You know, we're gonna do it this we're gonna do this extreme thing and we're gonna do it my way. Yeah. Um Godfather. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for Godfather. If we pull Godfather, oh my god. No, I don't want yeah, you to pull Godfather because <laughs> I won't be here next week. Oh yeah, we're th- we're uh, down a man next week. I hope mm. y'all get like a western because I don't want to watch a western. So I'm like, get something that Oh uh, the good, bad, watch. the ugly would be great. That would be good. Tombstone. We'll yeah. see what the bucket decides. Um, man, I could the, go for the, Western the, right now. The um, when 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 uh, Project Mayhem, right? So when mm-hmm. it when it starts wrapping up, we get to we we get a fun montage of the narrator like being one step behind Tyler and flying all over the country, and this is when it's yeah. starting to really unravel for him but when the audience is really starting to piece together what's happening Mm -hmm. in that like oh he's always one step behind him we can't find where tyler is and then we he goes to that one bar or whatever and he's like you were just here three weeks ago yeah (laughs) yeah the guy's like is this a test is this a test and he's like what are you talking about yeah and before that everyone kind of sprinkles in sir every now and then with little clues like they'll call him Mm -hmm. sir mr you know but it's like yeah it's yeah, like so in Coach funny this again. Yeah, <laughs> sir. Um, then we get that when he goes and travels to that bar or whatever. We get that hysterical scene where he like stumbles upon a group of guys that are seemingly around the dead body, and they're just all chanting, "His name was Robert Paulson." Yeah, 
It's such yeah, a weird... Were they standing around a body or were they just like... I thought set, they were just like, in the it... closet. I assume so. I well, thought they I mean, were just like, did you hear what happened? And it's dead. Yeah, but Robert wasn't in there. They would have said the other guy's name, wouldn't they? Yeah, because they well, said that, that was more of a. You only get your name after you're dead. In is, death, is, a yeah. pro- member of Project Mayhem has a name. His name was Robert Paulson. Right, right. That scene is okay. so good. <laughs> it's just crazy oh, to yeah. me that that yeah. many people were like, "Yeah, life sucks." I'm going to join a terrorist organization and give up all my possessions and sleep on yeah. a wooden be- bunk bed and not shower with clean water or eat f- good food or do anything. Like, have y'all had macaroni and cheese? Macaroni and cheese it is, is great. Good. Just eat that. <laughs> Don't blow up buildings. Yeah. I guess that's the irony of it, too, is they we, gave up their... That's it. What? We've got... With macaroni. That's right. We've <laughs> got to just take a C-130 and drop Kraft mac and cheese mm-hmm. on, like, <laughs> Afghanistan, and we'll be good to go. Yeah. They'll, be, they'll be so happy. World they'll peace. be like, we don't... You know? Man. World hunger is a big problem, so let's just feed them, you know? There you go. Well, yeah. So, all right. The answer is cake, here. Yeah. We've solved terrorism. <laughs> Just give them craft mac, mac and cheese. Velveeta magic when shells. When did you guys? When did you guys start to piece together what was happening? Um, then that's that's what I'm saying. Is 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 okay. then and then um. Yeah, I, I I guess at that point, but then also, really, when the narrator did, uh, I I, yeah. I didn't catch on early. I didn't either. Um. So what what was the scenes that really clicked it were the scenes that clicked it for him. And that's when he's trying to stop all the, the terrorism that he had set up. And really when he's fighting himself in the parking garage around the van and, you know, he shoots through, he shoots through Tyler and Tyler's like, uh, we have like, like you are shooting your imaginary friend. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so funny. I love that moment, but like, that's, yeah, the casting was perfect. Like both of them in their prime, both maybe their most iconic roles, like, Oh, the sound design, the music. That's when I realized I hadn't, I hadn't really seen any Brad Pitt movies for one. And for two, Brad, when, as I was going through the IMDb, Brad Pitt seems to be in less high profile films than I feel like I realized. Yeah, no, I feel like you hear about Brad Pitt a lot. And I was like, oh, yeah, he kind of really hasn't done anything. Like, like he's not Tom Cruise level. I feel like Tom Cruise is Right, that's what I expected. But see, crazy movies. yeah, not having seen a lot of his movies or any of his movies until this. You same. I thought he was a Tom Cruise exactly. level. I thought I would be like, oh, he's in this huge franchise. And oh, like, of course, I've seen 30 million right. trailers for this and that and that. And it was like, oh, nope, it's like Fight Club. And then I think I remember this movie and I kind of remember that one and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's not as many. I mean, he's in a lot of big stuff. He is. Yeah, he's in always, uh, not always, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's true. But like, um, not in as many. Glorious Bastards. I guess like, Glorious Bastards is a good point. But not in as many. He's in a lot of them, but I feel like Tom chooses big roles and continues to try to be a Hollywood guy. Right. Brad's more chill. Exactly. That's what I think I'm trying to articulate like, quote unquote not to offend or belittle but like no. dumb hollywood summer blockbusters you know mm-hmm. like i get like to say that it'd be more likely to see tom cruise in a transformers movie than brad pitt if that yeah. makes sense i know he wasn't yeah. but like you know yeah pit stops got the uh yeah. creative license to kind of do what he wants yeah he's not doing 37 mission impossible movies mm-hmm. right yeah. like that's tom cruise's ballpark um I guess. And that's what I expected from Brad Pitt, I guess, just hearing his name all the time. Again, this is from a completely movie illiterate human being. So 
Um, <laughs> it was just surprising yeah. to me that I didn't recognize outside of some There's of those There's probably Tarantino someone films. out there right now going, they're not talking about Brad Pitt's biggest movie. Yeah. It's like with Brad Pitt posters on the wall behind them. They're like, yeah. he's my favorite They're not talking actor. about Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have seen Benjamin Button. I have not. I have seen a Brad Pitt. I have not. That's a good movie. I've seen a Brad Pitt. So, I don't um, know. I, I guess we'll wrap up the story. He he fights himself in in the garage in the parking garage, and he's really trying to, I guess, kill the Tyler Durden, the Brad Pitt Tyler Durden, as we know. Um, and it's kind of a fool's errand too, because there's ten other locations with detonators. He's not going to be able to get there in time. Right, and the last like, scene we watched a bunch of true. skyscrapers blow, and he blows up. I guess banks because there's no debt if there's no record or something mm-hmm. which that which, wouldn't work today would, right no, no and y2k would it hadn't then? y2k hadn't happened yet or mm. had not not happened oh yet wow because it's the not 90s happened. so the internet like i just don't know how much of banking was digital yeah yeah it was maybe a little more believable too not having yeah like everything one of, online and the technology thing that like made it, wouldn't, time. it wouldn't yeah. work at all today. There'd be it'd be so easy to track these people, yeah. and like it'd be impossible. But yeah, that the timing all is I'm saying, perfect though, for this kind of story. If there is a way to get rid of the national debt, get rid of everyone's debt, and not kill anyone, which is what they did in this movie. Yeah, well, and not kill anyone in the process of blowing up these buildings. Well, yeah, they're they were very deliberate about possible, not harming. I am for it. Please <laughs> I don't want anyone to get hurt. Yeah. Get Nixon mac and cheese. Get him mac and cheese. Get him mac and cheese. Yeah. Mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I liked the speaking of the Nick starts the, Fight Club. Yeah, if we start seeing him showing up with br- random bruising, we'll know. Yeah. Uh, Nick's punching yeah. himself in the face yeah. outside of O'Malley's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I liked the the to to comment on the age of this movie being the late nineties. Uh, I liked how they referenced IBM as like a strong technology reference. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, yeah that company Starbucks that just still holds up though. Starbucks holds up, but it's like, oh yeah, that computer company that just tink Dude. like tinkers with Watson the whole time. That's all they're known for today, really. So um, we can maybe talk a little bit about like the bigger like ideas of the movie and the commentary of the movie, but. There was, and I didn't even realize it. I had heard this fact before the movie where they hit a Starbucks cup in almost every scene. Oh, did as they? As like symbolic of consumerism. Like I knew that was a thing. Yeah. And I, I didn't read that, that they had done that. I didn't realize it was this movie and I didn't even pick up on it. But oh. if you go back, there's a Starbucks cup in almost, literally almost every scene. They did, the, they did the same thing in Game of Thrones. I was yeah. going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one more thing before I a direct forget. reference. Before I forget, one more thing, and this has to do with the very beginning of the movie. And I genuinely don't know if this is on purpose. Maybe one of you can help. But we saw it, so they oh, they yeah. talk about uh, in, in, when they're talking about Tyler Durden's odd jobs that he does at night. Right, one of the ones is he splices in a single frame of pornography <laughs> into like kids' movies. Right, so they'll be watching a kids' yeah. movie, and then all of a sudden, tits are on the screen for a frame, and they're like, "Did we see that?" Yeah. I'm not sure if we saw that. <laughs> Girl just crying. <laughs> Earlier in the film, in one of the first couple groups of scenes, there was like a frame mm-hmm. of like an individual that popped up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know I think if it that was, was Tyler. Was that Tyler? Because so, I, I, so. I caught that that person was in red. And then we meet Tyler. He's in red. And it happened. Yeah. What I noticed it two times early on in the film. So it happens three times. Oh, I missed the third There's one. like a hospital scene. He's like outside somewhere. And I forget the other one. But yeah, it's Tyler every time. And that's what kind of set me off to thinking 
okay, he's not right in the head and someone's fake. And then I went down the like gotcha. rabbit hole. I just kind of thought, I guess it makes sense in post. Like after I've watched it mm-hmm. to go, oh, in a similar way that Tyler was splicing in pornography, like that was us yeah. n- realizing Dang, that the narrator yeah. was starting to splice in Tyler maybe. Yeah. Uh, huh. Is kind yeah, of how yeah. I interpreted that. Uh, I don't know, but I I was that's like, what I thought. Is my copy of this rented movie that I rented on the <laughs> internet that's not a copy broken? <laughs> Did somebody tamper with this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, someone's in the Google machine. And we do get a, another flash at the very end. I was going to say, did you guys catch that? No. Oh, you got to go back and they, yeah. What oh. was it? Was it the a nice big cuck? Oh yeah, no. yeah 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 yeah. I think I, I think <laughs> I remember that. A nice remember. big cuck. Yeah, yeah yeah. Right at the very end. Yep. A hummingbird that. couldn't catch Tyler at work. Um, so I remember yeah. a lot of lines in this movie. That, that, <laughs> uh, that's the really that's the only weird thing that I really wanted to bring up was the the single frames of, of Tyler that popped up. Yeah. I only caught it twice though. Um, kind of like that the the sound design when uh when Tyler or uh, the narrator would get on a rant there'd be like a kind of a synthy overlay yeah. like when he was trying to mm-hmm. uh like confront marla the music kind of doom, doom, and kind of really put you in like a almost a heart throbbing like bump, yeah. like a head pounding um place it was really a uh, really interesting i hadn't really seen a movie do that kind of technique with audio yeah so, so that was really cool to see i guess to kind of move push towards ratings unless anybody has anything else we can I mean, we could talk about this movie forever. <laughs> sure. Like, there's so much. Like, like, I think Danielle, you were talking about why these people would want to join a cult, and it's like, I think uh, the irony is that they gave up their identity, and that's kind of what he was telling them they were doing in the first place by being consumers. It's like you're giving up your identity. Yeah, you're not exactly. your sofa. It's like, and now you're my product. It's like, so they go from one false identity mm-hmm. to another false identity, and it's like, uh, that's no, that's no solution. So, well, but a false identity with a leader, though. They're being told what to do. Yeah, but they're being told by yeah, magazines and ads in the same way. But that's what to right, buy. And that's that's kind of the bigger like philo- philosophical idea here too. Is like we're we're all sheep being told what to do by corporate America, yeah. and we have to live a certain life. We have to fill our apartments with IKEA furniture. Yeah, and like they're all trying to get away from that. But like Carl was saying, it's ironic because they just end up doing the same thing. In Back at square time. one with less stuff. They go from being sheep to black sheep. Yeah, it's like, like it's, really is, it. yeah. it's a we're all slaves to something kind mm. of narrative. Yeah. And there's that, over, which is true, I think. There's that overarching theme that they say in the movie where it's nothing solved and nothing matters. Yeah. Yes. So it's like even even in killing himself, nothing, nothing matters. Changed. Let's just oh yeah, let's just f up the world. Speaking of that, I, I and Danielle had this thought too, and I, I, I couldn't fully understand it myself. He shoots himself in the head, and it blows yeah. out the back of Tyler's brain. But he's right. I was fine. I just didn't understand. So, like, he should have been dead. Could, right? So I don't was, think he. He didn't ahead. want to kill himself. Right. He was tricking the Tyler part of his brain. Right. Yeah. He wanted Tyler to think that he was going to die, but he shot himself in the cheek. Okay, so he shot himself so out of the mouth and not the person. In the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the person of Tyler was essentially tricked and was like, "All right, we're dying," and he killed Tyler. Yeah, by shooting himself. But in reality, he shot himself in the cheek. And okay, he but that makes way. that makes sense. Mind games. Yeah, we got two 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 shots of the back of people's open brains between uh, Tyler uh, and Robert Paulson. How do you like that, Danielle? 
Yeah, I did not. I was like, and hearing him talk when he had, like, afterwards, I was just like, okay. stop talking. I don't want to hear you talk with your <laughs> like more old mouth. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know how, yeah. how he, like, yeah, he wasn't dead. Like, he shot himself in the cheek. I feel like he would have still been just. It seemed like it came out, like, his, his neck area. I mean, this he was guy's moving dealt around with... too much. Like, your neck's important. This guy <laughs> never sleeps. He doesn't, like, he's a that's inhuman true. person. He's yeah, a that's fair. strange, yeah. Yeah, and then Marlo, he's an outlier. Marlo watches the crazy man shoot himself and is all of a sudden like, I'm coming around. She's like, Yeah, yeah. this sounds like a good relationship. <laughs> You're self sabotaging? Maybe he's I like, like you. <laughs> He says something along the lines of, you got to know me at a weird time in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Which understatement. Very flippant. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very you flippant way to put that. You at the end. Yeah. There's a lot of funny parts in this movie. Um, yeah. What do y'all think happened? Do you think it was a happy ending? Do you think that uh, Tyler got caught? Because at one point they say he's under, he's being sued because of the like urine content of the soup at one restaurant. And then like he's, he told the police chief or whatever, everything. The three other guys work for him, but what do you think happened? Yeah. Do you think he got away with it? Do you think everything worked out? Or do you think I, it matters? I don't think I it don't, matters, if that's fair to say. I didn't that I that almost, thought it didn't can't matter. Yeah. It can't matter because there's so many loose ends that you start thinking about if you go down that rabbit hole of like, well, all right, well, there's still members of Project Mayhem out there. Like, what do they do? What are what's happening with them? Does Tyler or does the narrator go back? Like, I don't know that we're. Yeah, because it's really. I think he's keeping even... the best of both worlds. I think he's keeping the best parts of Tyler and he's keeping the best parts of him to make a more whole person. And I think sure. he gets away with it because everybody's in his pocket. The entire building, all these places, if any, like if there's data or anything that could throw him, they're going like to make the sure that he's okay. Right. Like his influence is so big now that he probably can't be taken down. Yeah. I, like, I, I guess to me. Too big to fail. I didn't really. Yeah. Dwell on that stuff. It. I. I, I don't think that well, conclusion is. Ter- is. Is. I think that's a solid conclusion. I think it's open to interpretation. Yeah. But for me, it yeah. was like that was a that was a Tyler Durden that was a Tyler Durden movie, and now he's the the mm. Brad Pitt version. And now that he's gone, well, that's the point of the movie. So I right. I got I guess I felt enough resolution yeah. that I didn't mm-hmm. really move on past any of that. Yeah. Like, of course the skyscrapers falling opens up a whole nother can of worms, but yeah. Yeah. And the it, fact that he yeah. needs to go to the hospital. Cause he's bleeding out of his mouth. He's like, I shot myself. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's just in a oh, psych ward for the oh, rest of his man. life. Um, the whole, yeah. There's another, yeah. Another in credits. The whole thing just happened in a psych ward and he's just shaking like this. None of it happened at all. It's just like, <laughs> no, you, had, you went too far. <laughs> well, if Carl, if you really care, there is a, f- uh, Fight Club two and three, uh, but what? as books, not movies. Okay, uh, okay. So there's, there's two more books, so maybe they get into that. Gotcha. That'd be interesting. I do want the sort of uh, cerebral, subversive romantic comedy sequel with uh, him and uh, <laughs> him and Marla. <laughs> Mar- uh, yeah, That's Marla. A, it's another movie where it could be like a anger management style comedy. Yeah, but in it reverse. ends like Groundhog Day, where it's like, oh, they're together in this perfect world? Question mark. Yeah, like. Oh, that would be a terrible day to repeat. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. Can yeah. you imagine? <laughs> there were weird parallels to Groundhog Day the whole time, although they're not very yeah. similar movies. No. But you could draw them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going to expand on that ever. <laughs> but you could yeah. if you wanted to. That is a thought, and I put it out there. Yeah. Uh, let's go to star ratings because we're, we're almost at an hour. Um, mm-hmm. 
And we've got a draw our next movie, which I'm so excited for. And then we have to watch it like immediately because yeah, we we're recording yeah. this so late to keep on schedule. So I'm interested in Nick's star ratings are like my favorite. I want I want him to start. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I none of us have I'm really thought man. about this. So well, not thought That's about true. it, but we like normally we've come into this with star set ratings. star ratings already. I don't I don't think any of us are there. It's getting harder to this movie's different. Yeah. Well, I'm also comparing and maybe this isn't like maybe I shouldn't do this with star ratings, but I'm comparing to what I've like rated other movies. Let's kind of say what the star but, I don't know if we've addressed what the startings really mean. And I think they're kind of like just our enjoyment factor, but with other things like attributed. So Yeah. With like classic yeah criteria i guess what we're saying like when i give gangs in new york a two and a half i'm not like that movie's terrible i'm just like i didn't enjoy it that much but i liked it for this this and this so two and a half i guess like they're not i don't know how concrete they should gangs be in new york was a terrible movie and i will stand by and die yeah, i didn't like I didn't, the rest I, you, of my life what did you rate casablanca four 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 and a half come on it's a good come movie. on nothing nothing we've watched has been better than pulp fiction for me well, go ahead. Go ahead. All fiction's amazing. So, yeah. Um, as far as final review, I, and this was coming straight out of Citizen Kane 2, where I'm already in the mindset of like everything has a deeper meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I enjoyed that about this movie as well. Okay. Um, where it's like, you know, Tyler was a representation of his potential and everything he could become or wanted to become. And the power that he wanted to have. Um, and in a way he got there. But also he killed Tyler, so I don't I don't know where that leaves him, but um so I, I enjoyed the, the bigger picture part of it and like breaking free from capitalism, but also nothing matters. Yeah. Um and like Carl was saying earlier, I there was a couple things that I didn't like. Um and one of it, one of the points, and maybe this is like an intentional part of the movie. I just didn't like it. Was the idea that all the members of Fight Club traded being sheep for one thing to be a sheep of another, which yeah. kind of defeated the purpose of this big yeah. conflict in their life, anyways. Um, and also, it really kind of bothered me. Like at the end of the movie, once you start thinking back, it's like when Tyler and the narrator start fighting for the first time. And they like start to get a following in the parking lots and the like origin of Fight Club. There's, we now know, just a group of people watching the narrator punch himself. Well, they showed us that. And they were like, we're going to follow this guy. This (laughs) is going to be our thing. Like, no, they would have been like, this is a crazy man. Walk away. That is kind of silly. So, like, the idea of this guy being able to do what he did in this movie and eventually start a franchise of fight clubs. I don't know. And again, maybe you're not supposed to look at it through this lens, but like realistically, how, how would that have happened? And like, like you were saying earlier too, Cameron, like there's a couple scenes where it's like, what did the characters think? And like, he, he would be talking to himself because it's a Tyler narrator conversation. Oh, and stuff like that kind of bothered me. Just, the idea of this guy was able to get this big of a following. But uh, yeah. outside of that, it was fun to watch. The twist was fun. It was fun to think I had the twist. 
and then no, I didn't have the twist, and then get another twist. <laughs> um, so for star rating, I will go. I'll I'll give it a three and a half. All right. Hmm. Carl, that's go lower ahead. than I would have thought. What about Carl. you, Carl? Oh, they said I'll go. Um, no, no, no. So I'm kind of there with you, Nick. But I think the like them joining, it was like it speaks more to like the culture as a whole, just feeling kind of numb and lost. And then you see this one guy that's so starkly different in contrast to like what's happening that they're like, I'll at least try this. And then they kind of get something from it, and then it just kind of builds from there. So I didn't really get, I didn't really uh, discount that part of it. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked about what this movie does well. I think the casting was perfect. I think um, the dialogue was great. It felt very conversational, like Pulp Fiction. Um, it felt like gritty, raw dialogue. The narration is fantastic. The sound design, the music are all great. The scenes, the way they're shot and choreographed are all great. The the plot twist is, like, insane. And then getting to rewatch it, knowing the twist is even better because you're in on it this time. Um, so... Oh, man, and there's just so many great, like, the his name is Robert Paulson, the Don't Talk About Fight Club. There's all these, like, pervasive uh, yeah. themes and iconography, the soap, you know. Um, and then, you know, this movie just gives you a lot of ideas. It's <laughs> like, I wonder how I can bring some of Tyler Durden into my life, you know. Like, once I started watching this, I started doing push-ups more. I started doing, like, <laughs> I would play video games standing up and just do kettlebells in between. So I'm like, I'm not wasting any time. I'm getting, like, I'm going to be, uh, what is it, carved out of wood. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, like people watch Batman and they think they're Batman coming out of the theater. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it's one of those movies that you can base your whole personality on. Like, it's one of the, like, that with, like, Scarface and, uh, you know, all those other it's like the four horsemen of uh freshman dorm posters you know <laughs> like yeah, um, yeah but uh yeah i think i really enjoyed this one um it holds up to several re uh, rewatches you find something new every time i think i'm gonna give it a four or five four and a half 4. Huh? 5. Yeah. i was gonna give it a five but that's like that's three in a row i can't do that <laughs> like, it's your rating you can, you can, you can do whatever you want i can't but it's like yeah but i think there's still stuff that like I don't in like don't wanna, the stuff that's hard to watch. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna take a little fives. point off. Right. Yeah, I don't want to oversaturate five. Plus, it, I mean, it's it is really good, but yeah, it's not perfect. I guess I don't know. Don't you? ask me to be reasonable. What about what about you? I would never. Ah, I'm really having a hard time because I feel like I'm, I feel like Nick this episode where I came in thinking one thing and then as we've talked about it, I'm like, hmm, maybe I liked it more than I thought I did. Mm. Uh, so like my original thinking was a two wow because okay. i Ooh. i don't know like it was an interesting movie they did the twist really well because like i didn't see it coming and i do that thing in movies a lot where i'm like she's gonna do this or he's gonna do that and i had none of that yeah. for this so now i kind of want to bump it up to a three actually okay so like and uh, like you guys were saying like the acting was great. Edward Norton and Brad Pitt both did a great job. Um, and like Cameron has talked about like how much he liked the styling. Like it was really cool, like gritty and um, the way they built the world was interesting. So I'll, I'll give it a three. All right. I'll give it a three. So Nick, you were what? Three and a half. Three and a half. Carl was a four and a half and Daniel's a three. Um, I really don't know. I'm going to have to think through it out loud. So for me, I don't know if this is my style of movie overall. Um, it's not, I don't think it's the grittiness that bothers me because there was some grit in Pulp Fiction and I loved that movie. Um, I don't know. 
at first I was thinking like, man, is it just this like late nineties, like where cinema was at? Cause I also didn't like gangs of New York. Mm. And to me, I think I expected cause of the, where this movie is at culturally, I think I expected more of a Pulp Fiction and I got more of a Gangs of New York, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. That does mm-hmm. make sense. Yeah. But, you know, it can't be the 90s because Pulp Fiction was in the 90s and I loved that movie. Um, I think the color grading plays a lot into it because it's very Matrix green. Okay, and, and oh. that's so that, true. That, it, that's, that's kind of what I'm saying with the gritty. It's like more of the presentation of the Definitely like camera filter heavy, but yeah. so it, are other movies that I like, I guess. And... To me, what what brings it up from like a gangs is the soundtrack was better. I really did not like the gangs of New York soundtrack or sound design, um, especially that first fight scene where this everything one had just a felt... lot more emotional resonance too than gangs of New York did. I think so. Like it, I oh, feel yeah. like it. You know, because it had left. More I think it, it left more to us, I guess, because it was mm-hmm. such an emotionally and psychologically yeah. not so cut and dry based movie, whereas. I think Gangs was trying to tell us more how to feel directly. I I don't know. Like I don't, Leonardo DiCaprio's narration versus Edward Norton's narration. So much better. Totally different. Oh yeah. I, I really enjoy it more. Game. And I I guess, but the problem is, is I don't know enough a about movies or just anything in general to be able to articulate <laughs> why I I don't like Gangs. And not to make this more about Gangs. I I, I liked Fight Club. I don't know if I would. It's not a watch it every year movie for me. You know. Like, I'm not going to revisit Fight Club all the time. I would watch Pulp Fiction tomorrow. I would watch Casablanca tomorrow. I would watch, you know, there are movies that we've seen that I would watch right now. Um, This is not one. It was heavy. Man, I don't know. I'm thinking three and a half. Hmm. I'm thinking three and a half. It was a good movie, and I am not mad I watched it. I was exhausted yeah. after watching it. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's a lot. Um, and because of that, I don't like to feel that way after movies. I don't like to... I'm kind of a baby. Like, I don't... <laughs> you know? I, I don't like big, heavy... And that's all this list is. It's is the same guy watching flight sims of plane crashes. I hate that I do that, man. Um, I don't know. I don't I, like to feel heavy. <laughs> plane crash. Oh, it's, <laughs> uh, well, that's... Plane crash is a lot of, like, data, though, and process. I, I know, I whereas... Know you know this is like your brain can work through that <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's I, a funny comparison i don't yeah. know man i'm i'm a i'm a baby movie watcher I, like i like my gerber baby food movies i like to watch a new hope for the tw- tw- yeah, 250th time pulp fiction pulp fiction left you feeling like excited right. and that's I not loved a baby that movie. Movie. that's not a baby movie so i love that and i liked citizen kane too because i think pulp fiction and citizen kane had similar moments of like what they're doing like with these cameras is amazing you know Mm -hmm. uh citizen kane the plot was like "Eh, it was all right Mm -hmm. it was all right and it was all right because of it's all right i don't know Uh, the plot isn't what made citizen kane a four or four and a half or whatever i gave it movie it was watching how the 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 camera work was and and some of the shots and knowing in the back of my head and then researching later for the show how revolutionary they were, uh, yeah. but even without that context yeah. going in, and I, I didn't I get feel, oh. I didn't get that in this one, I guess. But uh, of course I wouldn't, because it you know history is not being made with the way this movie was shot. Yeah, um, I feel like the history of this movie is the is the plot. Like the, the I don't, twist I didn't, was great. I didn't even really notice the the cinematography on this one because I was so like involved exactly. with the story. So it's like, yeah. 
The, and the Which it was good. They were all like, you know, well done. But yeah, you don't even think about that. It's not even a factor for me. I liked the twist. And I think I read a little bit that the twist was pretty influential. And then other, other movies have tried to do the similar thing. But no, I think three and a half. I think I'm going to go with it. Was a so- it was an above average movie for sure for, for what I liked. Yeah. But tipping over that three and a half, I don't know if I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, enough to put it up. Enough to put it up in the four and fives, which are like, hey, I'd watch this again right now. But it doesn't fair. go yeah. below the three line of, and I probably should move uh, 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 Gangs of New York lower. But That's why I gave it a one, baby. No, I, I, I liked it. I'm going to put 3.5. I'm, I'm going to try to, I've, I went back and updated the spreadsheet a little bit. Um, but uh, we maybe should maybe, add, we should maybe add columns to that, by the way, for all of our ratings so that we can keep track. Yeah. Uh, we, we can go ahead and add, just add, add y'all's a, you all a column and, and, and go back in time and re- try to remember. But yeah, no, three and a half. Um, I liked it. It was a good movie. The twist yeah. was great. I'm so glad I didn't read. You, yeah, that would have been awful. Movie. I'm like, so being glad I didn't for know there was a twist. Is one thing. Being spoiled for this movie would ruin it. And I, I was spoiled it, by, I, I was spoiled for Pulp Fiction. And, and the reason I do that is I'm a very tense person naturally. So I don't like being tense. I really don't. I don't like thriller like movies. You it's don't want to be on the edge of your seat. It's a no. miracle that I liked, like, you know, I, I think Alien's a great movie. <laughs> and that's, like, not my style of movie, but I love it. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm i I'm glad I didn't spoil myself for this one. Like, I was spoiled for Pulp Fiction. It's still a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie kind of relies on the twist, though. Like, Pulp yeah, Fiction doesn't really... Yeah, this movie is the twist. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Like, even with me, shout out to Tyler for telling me that there was a twist at the end because it kind of ruined different Tyler, how I approached the movie. Yeah. Not Tyler Durden. So thinking of Mr. Durden. Yeah. It's so yeah, going crazy. <laughs> knowing what happened would yeah, be a completely different experience. Yeah. Um, so we're all pretty favorable. Is it, we, we were in general agreement is a good, yeah. is a good movie. Um, Danielle didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. <laughs> this is, this is the first one where I've, I think this is the most I've wanted to go back and rewatch. Really? You should. We've, we've seen. That for me, yeah, well, that movie for me Knowing is... what I know now, I think it would be really fun. Yeah. Or I want to show it to someone and watch someone else. Right. Experience. Yeah. That'd be fun. That's, a, that's an interesting... We should talk about that real quick for the movies that we've seen. Which one of the... Of the what, we've done five or six or seven or eight episodes? Which of seven. the... Which of the... Seven? I think this is seven. Which of the movies... Maybe this is eight. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Which of the movies, including episode zero... Are you the most likely to go back and rewatch at this point? For me, it's Pulp Fiction. I loved Pulp Fiction. Carl, this is tough because I every time I watch the movie like three or four times. True. Like for these, <laughs> so like so I yeah like Groundhog Day I literally had on loop like the whole day to really to like get submerged into it you know, um so. I think this one I probably watched four or five times. Wow. Like, at least on the background, a few times fully focused. But, like, you know, I, I try to really dive into them. But um, I could probably, honestly, after watching this, I'd probably want to watch Casablanca again just because okay. I need something a little bit lighter. Like, I don't know. It, that's not really a bearing on, like, that movie versus Red. It's just, like, at this point, I've watched this movie so many times. It's so heavy. And I just want something a little light. I think Casablanca so, would be my or Roadhouse, first, maybe. But, yeah, like, Roadhouse is so good. Yeah. I, think, I think Casablanca should be what I actually watch again yeah because i feel like i missed a lot on that one but i would definitely watch pulp fiction again pulp fiction for me again yeah what about you roadhouse was so good Uh, roadhouse um that's hard probably same as you pulp Pulp fiction Fiction or cast and casablanca following a second 
Oh, I did have one other little point. Uh, when they're in the car and they're driving, and he's like, "What do you wish you had done before you died? What do y'all? What would y'all's be?" Oh, oh. The one that I always uh. say, and this is being totally beyond my control. The one thing I want to have happen to uh. me before I die, I want to watch the Tampa Bay Rays win the World Series. That's like that is all I want. That's totally my, within your control. It's <laughs> not within my control at all. Because they're, yeah. I can't help them win the World Series. I've seen them be in in one, and they've been in one other. But no, that's the one thing I want left out of life, which is hysterical. But I want to watch my baseball team win the World Series. <clears throat> Anybody else have anything please better than that? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. That's if how, not, I was going to say we all have homework tonight. That's how boring my life is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's do a bucket pull. It's uh, time bucket for the bucket pull. Uh, Danielle will sadly not be here for this one. Nope. She'll be in California. Disneyland. Disneyland. Um, don't you know that there's a Disney World an hour away? She doesn't care. I don't care. I want it all. The castle <laughs> different. There's a lot that's different. Okay. It's just a castle. Okay. It's not the castle. Our castle is better, actually. Our castle is better. Side note. So. Suck it, California. Bonus episode. Gonna go Bonus see Patreon. a little worse. All right. I'm pulling a movie. <laughs> I'm pulling a movie. I'm pulling a movie. Right. I'm pulling a movie. What's it I've decided be? that it's this movie <gasps> and it's finally time. It's finally time. I've been waiting for this movie because I've seen the other two movies in this series but did not watch the third one because I'm an idiot. So it is time to watch The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Um, it's the third movie in Clint Eastwood's Spaghetti Western trilogy of The Man With No Name. They are not connected. So y'all other two will not be screwed by having not seen the first two um it's like it's the man with no name he's the man with no name each time but i believe it's like he's three different people and they're not the stories are not interlaced in any way so um, he's taking edward norton's uh, movie and adding <laughs> yeah other figments of reality right so <laughs> should be good uh legendary western movie one of the two westerns that we have in this bucket i believe we also have tombstone so Oh, uh, which that one's from the '90s, and this is like an OG. This movie will drive Nick crazy. <laughs> Poor Nick. Because oh, wait, these are the ones where the voices Why? don't line up. The voices don't line up. Oh, <laughs> that is gonna be a little rough. Uh, it's uh, it's oh rough for about ten minutes. Maybe I'll find an edit where they fixed it. Nope, there's no fixing it. <laughs> there's no fixing. It. They'd have to redo the dialogue. So, mm. like, some of the people are just speaking in Italian and they're dubbing English over their mouths and, uh, and stuff okay. because it's oh, the, that's okay. the spaghetti and spaghetti western. Um, is oh, gotcha. uh, they were filmed in Italy. 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 They were filmed oh, okay. in Italy. So it's not like they're speaking English and the audio is just off. That's how it is for Clint Eastwood. So, mm. and you know what? It's an exciting game within a game when it does line up. You're like, oh, it worked for that one. Game. <laughs> like, do a shot. It lined up. I've watched shows Ugh. where they're speaking another language, but it's dubbed over in English, and it obviously doesn't match up. But you yeah. start to pay attention to other things in the show, and it's fine. Definitely put <clears> subtitles <throat> on, too, um, just because yeah. audio was... Subtitles. I mean, always. I watch subtitles always because I'm 95 years old, but no. Subtitles and headphones. So it's going to have fun. Uh, it's going to have fun. We're going to have fun watching freaking <laughs> The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And we are I guarantee you, we are all going to want to be in cowboy hats smoking cigarillos when it's over and on a horse. Yeah, we have to dust off that hat back there. I know it, man. It's I, I freaking Utah. love it. I actually bought my, I bought my first wide brim hat after watching... Um, I'm going to go buy a poncho. Will you buy another hat? Start playing Red Dead again. After are we going to come into this episode and like full get up? I mean, I'll wear my hat. Like... You got a lot of nerve showing up here. This podcast ain't big enough for the both of us. 
<laughs> so me and Nick have a shootout in this room with Nerf guns. We got like the straw in our mouths and I've got cigarillos, bro. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's All right. wrap this up. Uh, this awesome. has been our Fight Club app. Uh, next time we will don our horses. Do you don a horse? The horses yeah. don you, I think. Yeah. We're on top. Oh, Does anyone yeah, really own a horse? The horses will don us, and we'll watch uh, the good, bad, the ugly. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we've got a Saturday to get back to, so yeah. y'all, we'll catch y'all in the next one with the Western. Right. See ya. <laughs>